0: Articles by Desiring God. We Travel to a World Unseen, written and read by Greg Morris. When I talk with modern men who dismiss God without a second to even consider Him, I cannot help hearing a herd of cows mooing upon a hillside. These so called scientifically minded men live to stare at the patch of grass in front of them and call the scheme real life. That is all they can prove exists, after all. They can feel the field under their hoof, chew the cud in their mouths, feel the rain upon their backs. These are objective realities. They show no interest in anything beyond their immediate experiences and senses. Sure, crows may bring them tales of mighty birds exploring worlds above the clouds, Or rumors of far off sea kingdoms and mythical beasts buried in water. Or even of goats prancing upon mighty rock hilltops in the skies. But they see no towering mountains, nor swelling oceans, nor lofty heights. Nothing to even suggest such a possibility. Foul tales from fowls is all. Ravens raving ill dreams. Cows who live to watch the skies have more than sun dropped in their eyes. Myths and stories like viral diseases infect some in their farm society, but not them. Some hoot and chirp and baa worlds elsewhere. But claiming to be wise, they always knew some chickens are a few eggs short of a dozen. Some pigs hit their heads rolling in mud, and some horses will forever remain unbridled. Truth be told, if these dreamers did not bring ethical claims with their feverish imaginations, they might deserve pity. Who wouldn't mind worlds beyond this? But reality, they've come to know, is less enchanted. These hills and gates and patches of mud are all that have been or will ever be. Foundations of Reality We live increasingly in a culture of cows. These do not need to cling to children's tales or superstitions. They know the world is not flat. Science and reason solve mysteries formerly left to religion. Now we have morphine and highways and YouTube. As David Wells stated of our modern world, the hand that gives so generously in the material realm also takes away devastatingly in the spiritual. What spiritual realm? Men even ask. But such questions are nothing new. The fool says in his heart, there is no God, wrote the ancient poet. They cannot tell us who or why man is or how he got to this hill. But here he is and here he remains. Nothing lies above or beyond his existence on this patch of earth. He has bravely looked the situation in the face. And contents himself to live head down, grazing this world for all its worth, unbothered by distant horizons. out of sight, out of existence. Christians know better. We understand that the physical realm, full of bones, flesh, trees, stones, is derivative of the spiritual. It must be so, for the God who created the physical is spirit, His immaterial speech created the material world. The invisible begot the visible. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. Hebrews 11.3 But we must ask how much of this secular spirit we have unknowingly adopted. Here is probably the most important question you will be asked today. What is more real to you? This world or the next? What holds greater reality? The seen or the unseen? What is more ultimate? This physical realm or the spiritual? You don't necessarily need to tell us. Your life answers well enough. Where do you spend your attention, energy, affections, time, talents? Can your life be explained apart from faith in God and the Lord Jesus Christ. This can be a Copernican revolution or a caution and a reminder, if you will accept it. The invisible world, the unseen, untouched, unmeasured, is most substantial, most enduring, most real. The immaterial world does not orbit the physical realm. The physical orbits the immaterial. Theirs is the unyielding reality. We inhabit silhouettes and shadows. People who saw the invisible. Faith, in other words, tells us that the world is turned upside down, flipped inside out. Faith does not regard the physical as unreal or unvaluable simply because it is physical. What the apostle saw with his eyes and touched with his hands is paramount to the witness to Christ. But faith sees beyond to the unseen. It demotes this world, its values, its dictates, its desires, in preference for the world to come. And it waits for this current physical world to be remade into that place where spiritual and physical perfectly abide the coming new heavens and the new earth. Our spiritual forefathers, though without flushable toilets and supercomputers, knew to give precedence to the just out of sight and wagered their very lives upon it. The history of the saints in Hebrews 11 shows the contrast of sights. They were convinced of things they hoped for, were assured of things they could not yet see. Noah, for example, spent decades building a boat on dry land preparing for the unseen flood. Abraham looked upon the only home he knew, turned his back, and wandered into the unknown to live in tents. He and Sarah then eyed wrinkled skin and aged bodies and waited to see children more numerous than the stars. Moses gazed at the shackles and the scarred backs of the Israelites and chose these Over the gold coins, luxuries, and lush pleasures of Pharaoh's house, for he looked to the reward and endured as seeing him who is invisible. Others gazed past beatings and mockings and jail cells and death to see a resurrection to a higher life. Salvation from their God was more real to them than swords of the enemy. Conviction about the Christ felt more solid. Than their chains, they were those of whom the world was not worthy. The author of Hebrews admits these all died in faith, not having received the things promised. But notice their vision: having seen them and greeted them from afar, they acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. Hebrews 11:13. Their hearts smiled as they bowed into the grave because they saw promises coming, promises more powerful than death. They declared plainly that they sought the life over the hill, their distant homeland. And their God did not disappoint and will not disappoint them when they awake in the better country they longed for, a city built by God, a heavenly one. Do you see as they did? This world a dream This passing world is the phantom, the shadow While great things are gained or lost in its short span This age will soon break upon eternity As tiny bubbles against the rock shore This life, so fragile, so fleeting Man is like a breath His days are like passing shadow The wind passes over us and we are gone Only a few more sunsets, a couple more nights of sorrow, a handful more days of laughter, and you will be gone. To chase this world and its pleasures is to chase nothing but the wind. What is coming, what is near, what is not yet seen with physical eyes is most real. Light and momentary were Paul's calculations of all his heaviest sorrows compared to the nearing eternal weight of glory for Christ's people. He saw as we must see. We look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. 2 Corinthians 4.18 So what now? Henry Schugel paints it perfectly when he writes in a letter to a friend, We must therefore endeavor to stir our minds toward serious belief and firm persuasion of divine truths in the deeper sense and awareness of spiritual things. Our thoughts must dwell on divine truths until we are both convinced of them and deeply affected by them. Let us urge ourselves forward to approach the invisible world and fix our minds on immaterial things till we clearly understand that they are not dreams. No. Indeed, it is everything else that is a dream or a shadow. Indeed, it is everything else that is a dream or a shadow. So turn off the screen and gaze and keep gazing up at the heavens where Christ is. Despise the tantalizing trivialities and keep your heart fixed on the next world. Its glories and foremost, it's God. Wipe the crust of materialism from your eyes. Wake from the sedative of worldliness. Rise from slumber in the enchanted ground and look at Christ by faith until you see him more clearly than as trees walking. Spend your life exploring the mountains of glory summed up Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God. 1 Peter 3.18 Though you have not seen him, Peter wrote to the early church, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Beloved, we travel to a world unseen, a place to make this all a dream.